So we're going to go with rough cats. Uh, rough cats. Rough cats. <laughs> I am trying, dude. <laughs> I have tried so hard not to be the Rich Evans of this podcast, but I have failed miserably. That was my only goal: was not to be the Rich Evans of this podcast, and I've already <laughs> fucked it. Welcome it's to gone. Rough Cuts, everyone. The movie, the, the movie review podcast, where we talk about good boys in bad movies. Oh yes, so I'm Boyks. That's Ilion, by the way. Yes, you're Real Boyks. Quick. I'm Ilion. Um, I want to talk about the fact that I love my country. Uh, because weed is legal and they banned cop dog. <laughs> that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good thing. That's, that's true. I'm very happy that this is the way that my country is organized. Because <laughs> cop dog shouldn't exist. This movie doesn't deserve to see the light of day. Oh, but I mean, weed's good. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not wrong about either of those things, to be fair. So <sighs> let's let's uh let's just jump right into Cop Dog. So uh, sure. real quick, Cop Dog actually had an alternate title, which is Marlowe. Uh and then yes. they decided, oh, we need to sell this. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so obviously they changed Oh the god, name. we made it <laughs> oh, they... oh god, we made a tragedy yeah. horror yeah. movie and it's marketed to children. Um 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 change the name. Can we make it cuter? Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, that's so what they, happened. They changed the title, changed the cover, make it look like a kids movie. Anyways, uh we start off with an opening scene. We're at a K9 unit B-roll of a bunch of dogs and cops running them through like obstacles, I guess, cuz they had somewhere to shoot that was doing that. Yep, this was, as I mentioned uh, when we were talking about on the podcast, uh, when we were watching the film, was shoot the rodeo. They had a local event, and they used it. That's a lot of what this film is. There's and, about four locations in this film, right? I don't think there was uh, more than four. Four sounds right. So a lot of these lower-budget films tend to just shoot where they have available, and then they try to fill it with B-roll of other things that are happening in their like town that they're shooting in. Uh, in this case, I guess they might be real police dogs. It's a little tough to say. It could be just I some doubt random no. dog. Like they were trainers. not. Those were not police dogs. Those were very adorable dogs. <laughs> they were adorable <laughs> they dogs. Were not, they were not. They were not. The the, dogs. the policemen in the scene were in like Halloween costumes. Like they were in ill yeah. ill fitting Halloween costumes. I'm pretty sure it was just like the local dog show, and then they gave them like. They had mostly what it was, is they had, like, hats on that said K-9. Oh, yeah, and K-9 so unit, yeah. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that it was just, like, the local dog show, and then they said, hey, can you wear these, and then you'll be in our film, and that's basically what that was. Yeah. Like, they, they got the local dog show, and then they, they made them wear a couple of K-9 hats, and that was, there you go, intro to film. Boom, got them. So, we got cut from the B-roll of uh canine units doing fun dog things and immediately go to the cemetery where we learn that the main character's dad has very much died i want to i want to pause from that though because yeah. didn't in that though they also had the pound right so they have like all of these sad dogs. Yeah. Oh, you're right. So, they were taunting yes, the dogs. The sad dogs. Yeah. So while they're doing the dog show, they keep hard cutting back to these dogs in like these filthy cages that are watching the show and watching like the dogs get treats and stuff, and they're all sad because they can't be outside experiencing love and warmth. Step away from that dog though. That's the one that's gonna open its face and eat the other dogs. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's why their dog looks so sad right now, is because he knows that it is two, two doors down. The thing is two doors down. Yeah. And it's. Oh, it was so and sad. That's where we first see our main character. That's where they keep police dogs that aren't. that have dead partners. They just let yeah, them. they just keep like, them outside. Yeah, they let them, like, while away in the, like, these filthy cages. It was horrible. And then hard cut to the cemetery. 
and it uh it's jarring to say the least yeah back and forth uh, whiplash is this movie like in a nutshell but we'll get there um we'll talk a little more about so, that yeah. so we're at the cemetery the kid uh named robbie his dad's dead they're crying uh, and then him and his mom have some argument about his dad's hat going missing for some reason. Yeah, and they have a wonderful Polaroid picture on the grave. <laughs> like, there's just a this Polaroid that's, like, taped to the grave, but it, it's almost made to look like it's supposed to be engraved on it or something. Like, it's permanent. But it it's just a Polaroid taped. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> We go from the cemetery back to the kennels where uh, J. Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man is telling us that they're about to retire one of the dogs. Yes, they... Which, I think we know what that means. Uh, yeah, they go... So... He's He looks at our main character and he goes, well, you're not allowed to take him home. We retire these yeah. dogs. Which is... An amazing euphemism. Yeah, but <laughs> it's one so thing, good. one thing that's important that we forgot is this dog also was the dead dad's dog. Oh yes, which yeah, was yeah. a cop dog, and that's very important because that's how we know it's a cop dog. Yeah. Uh, so when a when a partner dies that has a dog, they let the dog live in a, a filthy kennel without the light of God or the sun for yeah. a year, and then they retire it. <laughs> like, that's that's the start of our kids' film. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Cop Dog. <laughs> yeah. So so they have the argument with the kid and the mom, like in every dog movie, about, I want to take this dog. Well, I don't know if we can have a dog. Well, I yeah. like this dog, and it was Dad's dog. Well, okay. And then they take the dog. So yeah. we're at the point where we are at, this is all within like three minutes of the movie, by the way. We we have met the dog and added it to the family, and the main yeah. character's dad has died. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we've, we've established dead dad. We've had the entire scene of, mom, can we keep him? No. And like that argument resolved in ten seconds. Yeah. And like... It's like they're doing checklist the movie. Like, they're just going through and just like, okay, um, dad dead, uh, dog, yeah, okay, it's, it, she can't keep him though. Okay, well, alright, done that, check, yeah, we had that thing. And it just goes through, and like you said, it's three minutes in, and we're already just like going through this. It's breakneck pace. It's incredible. So they bring the dog home, and a bunch of extremely adorable dog things happen. Dog takes a shoe, the dog steals some coffee filters... Uh, they make a joke about dogs drinking coffee for some reason. And then immediate hard cut to, like, wacky dog hijinks, and then instant hard cut to, like, them following the dog as it carries out a coffee filter, and it's sitting there in, like, this tragic lighting, like, lit from above, looking at the uniform of the dead dad in the closet, and it just goes to, like, this somber music out of nowhere. And you're like... What is happening? Like, wacky dog hijinks for five seconds. And then five seconds later, dead dad, all the actors crying, dog staring at it longingly. It's like, whoa, okay. Like, like this like, is... I, can you imagine the script at this point, though? So, so, the dog enters the scene, very sad, slowly walks up to the closet. Light appears from up top, almost a heavenly glow on the wonderful full body <laughs> fucking outfit <laughs> of the dead dad uh, and the dog cries and then the kid and the mom come in and now they're crying it's very uh, sad and then we're in hijinks mode back with some yeah well it hard cuts again to um doesn't it immediately hard cut i think to the the cryptid dad oh yeah there's a cryptid that's dad. cryptid dad right afterwards cryptid so, dad. okay uh, at least he's still here i mean yeah isn't that better than being gone like my dad. Uh, yeah, but it's it's not like living. I mean, if, if they don't resolve, who's this fucking guy? <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it's living. who's this girl and who's this guy? I think the girl's a sister, but it wasn't. Explained. Actually, I'm I'm getting ready to go tomorrow morning because I. I put it down as cryptid new dad. <laughs> they're watching. They're watching. He's doing the uniform. He's looking at the uniform. It's sad, and then. Boom, suddenly we're looking at, like, a guy holding photos. And he goes, see, you can see her outline here, but not in this next photo. 
And it's like, wait, what? And it's dad explaining ghosts to the but, kids at the table. But it's like, but it's not, not the dead dad. It's some other dad. And it's not explained. <laughs> There's just we, a dad. I still have no idea who that is. I have no fucking clue. They <laughs> called him. They called him Arthur. And then later oh, yeah. on, they use they use him for two specific plot points. They use him to introduce the idea of ghosts. Oh, by the way, there's use... ghosts in this movie. <laughs> in case you were unaware. Well, because of co- listen, cops are all ghosts, oh. obviously. <laughs> I don't oh know. my god! Well, at least the ghosts aren't a fucking snitch. <laughs> this dog, this dog is a horrible snitch. And okay. uh, right. so, so we have so... cryptid dad introduce the concept of ghosts existing and photos and then immediately disappears and yeah it instantly is just gone. gone like he yeah he talks about like oh well, like there must be a ghost in this and then they go ah oh, no. he's wacky and there's a girl at the table too who's a main character of the film that we found out later as his daughter but it's never explained if it's well, it's questionable if it's his daughter or if they're neighbor or if they're no, no. It says that no. He says, "Look after my little girl." Okay. He says, "Yeah." He says, "Look after my little girl." So I'm pretty oh, sure a, that's his daughter. A deep dark storyline about why he's saying to look after his little girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. I mean, uh, based on what they bit. based on what they have as the second plot point that he introduces, yeah, that might be true. Yeah, um, this movie has a dark past. So anyway, we cut from Cryptid Dad to our two bumbling Home Alone idiot crooks. So these two idiots killed the main character's dad and then stole his hat because they just really thought it was cool. Yeah, his very obvious cop uniform. Yeah. They just wander around wearing like his cop hat and nobody notices or yeah. says anything. So yeah. so they they established this point that the two bumbling idiots from Home Alone, uh, Marv and... Oh, God, what's the other guy's name? It's very know, clearly the, those. But anyway, they're played by the Dennis wet Leary. Bandits, the, the Wet, wet bandits. bandits. The Wet Bandits are played by, by Dennis Leary and Rob Schneider in this film. And they establish that they have a taser, which we're assuming how they killed the dad. I guess? So after the bumbling idiots, there's like some plot about a pillow getting ripped or something and then they have the dog track down the kid because the mom's awful yeah it just shows them with the hat for like five seconds and then hard cuts back to more wacky dog hijinks where he's chewing up the couch and the kid see walks in the door sees this goes marlo no and then like looks over runs away yeah he looks out the front door and sees the mom coming in and he just bails on the dog like he's like well this isn't my problem and just like bolts out the back door as fast as possible and it was that was my note was kid bails on dog and i was like wait what is this note from and i can remember that now that yeah he just runs as fast as he can into the woods away from this dog and then the mom solemnly goes oh well you better find this boy and grabs like a shirt that he has and has the dog snitch on him. Yeah. So we've already established that dog is a snitch. Yeah, we established that Marlo is indeed a cop and that he snitches on this boy immediately and tracks him down in the woods for the mom. So more importantly, more importantly than the mom punishing the kid with this dog that's obviously a snitch and should never be trusted. Uh, right after that, <laughs> the dog falls in love with another dog that has bows yep. on it, so you know it's a girl dog, and runs yep. away. And then apparently they shag or something? Yes. I yeah, guess? Immediate... Well, it just it just kind of hard cuts away. It just shows them, like, outside. He gets caught by mom and dog, and then yeah. another dog comes in with pink bows, and he just runs off after it. And they go, oh no, Marlo! And they chase after him, and that's nc <laughs> like i'm so confused what? by that like it's not uncommon for these types of kids movies to be like dog and girl dog uh like you know well sure yeah yeah, yeah. like they but, have like very obvious like you need gender to set coding. it up you can't just have girl dog run away like that's a thing that's in a movie but you can't just put it in your movie you have to have a fucking reason and like well then the scene just ends like that's just it, well thankfully he, it ends dog? and then we get back to the dad being dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, well, 
<laughs> this is why this movie is whiplash. Because we have wacky dog hijinks of him chasing down girl dog and them going like, oh no, like chasing him after him into the woods. Yeah. And a hard cut of this kid and the sister friend. Sister um, friend? Sister yeah, friend, sister friend yeah. I think is the best way to describe it. Did they even this. name her? I don't even remember. I, I honestly Debbie? don't remember what her name was. I don't remember. She was the best actress in the film yeah. by far. Yeah, but, she's going um, places. She actually was good. She was good. Yeah. But uh, I felt so bad for her in this movie. <laughs> she didn't deserve this. So this scene where the dad is dead again, or, or still well, that's dead, why I saying but it's they have whiplash. to keep telling us, is at yeah. uh, the scene of a closed well, which is apparently mm-hmm. where the dad died. So the kid keeps coming back to this spot, not just because they only had four spots to actually shoot from and this was already on location for one of the other spots they're going to shoot at later but also (laughs) which you can see in the background the entire time Uh, but also (laughs) because it's very important that we know that his dad is still dead and then it immediately goes back to like somber when the guys show up so then you immediately have the criminals show up and they hide like spy versus spy style behind a tree in the most like awkward way possible and the dog sees them and chases them down and then gets immediately plastered by a car (laughs) so we go from wacky dog hijinks dad dead wacky dog hijinks dog dead in the span of a minute and a half how fast is this dog what what's yeah, even the fucking actor's like, <laughs> Excuse me? This truck's gotta be going like 60. What? I... Uh... What? Oh... God. Oh, I don't uh, like that at all. Oh. Okay, so it's been 15 minutes in the film. Yes. The dad's dead. They got a dog. <laughs> the dad's We've dead. We've learned the dad's dead. The they dad's still dead. have a dog. The dad's, dad's dead. dead. The dog's dead. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing at this. 15 like, minutes it's, into this. It's really graphic, too. Like, movie. they show the dog corpse on the ground i wrote down stay hydrated bob but i don't yeah, remember I why i know why they did because yeah. when he runs over okay so the reason why you need to stay hydrated kids is because that's how you save your dog oh, because yeah, the when the dog say, gets get hit water. he starts yelling get water for the dog oh kids that's not and how you save a dog it's oh, real it's awful it's real bad it's that scene it's is super awful. it's super tragic and like they sh- I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I don't know how else to respond to it. Because they show the dog corpse, basically, on the road. Like, this is a G-film comedy movie for children. I think it's PG because of the dog getting hit by a car. No, 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 it's G. It's Yeah, it's G. It had it on the front. Yeah, no, it's... Aw, (laughs) G. Aw, (laughs) G. So anyway, after Marlo's very clearly dead, they immediately cut to burying the dog... And having a, an, uh, I guess they just have a burial ceremony for the dog. Like immediately put up a cross. Like everybody's sad. Yeah, it, they give the kid a magic whistle. It, uh, it hard and then... cut, Yeah. It once again hard cuts. It basically hard cuts to them s- s- putting the stake in the ground. And there's a cop yeah. there. Like JK, JK's, uh, JK Rowling, oh, sorry, um, yeah. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, I am. I've tried really hard not to be the Rich Evans of this J- podcast. J.K. Like Rowling, I said, but uh, but <laughs> puts J. Jonah Jameson on the fucking grave <laughs> and determines that Marlowe's a Hufflepuff. Yes, I may have gotten <laughs> slightly mixed up between J.K. Simmons, J.K. Rowling, and J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, it's there's fine. too many J's for me. But <laughs> Yeah, that cop is there and gives the kid magic whistle. So the magic whistle is real important to the story. So yes. what, what's interesting about this movie is that the director is actually a horror director. Well, mostly horror, but also horror if you include a uh, Hulk Hogan Christmas movie as a horror film. 
because he also did that. I would. I would. I would. I think it was that. Santa muscles. That it's Santa right. with Santa with muscles. Santa with muscles. Yes. I don't know why he would get seafood though. That seems weird. Anyway, so Santa with muscles <laughs> like, directly. And hold up, no, no, you don't. I no. So Santa I'm, with muscles. I'm putting director. a hard cut on this podcast that that's the last time <laughs> that you can do something like that. You can't keep getting away with this. You're gonna have to I won't let me you. out of it because I'm doing. We it. are going to call Marlo as the cop dog up, to arrest you. <laughs> Anyway, ghost whistle ghost whistle happens so there's some really interesting scenes in this movie of like spooky wind and wind chimes you know clinging and yeah, fog, like, ma- fog machine out light, in the woods fog machines and so the the boy blows the whistle that he got from the cemetery from uh jk rowling and <laughs> And, I hate you it's so much the third this. time he's blown the whistle since he got it in about 30 seconds and that causes a spooky jump scare of marlo reappearing as a ghost behind him to happen yeah and he gets scared of the dog and then just like runs inside and yeah. covers himself under the covers and that's but the then he immediately re- great. so do you think that they were being clever when they named the dog Marlo because it's a ghost, is is that clever? I don't. What is like it, I mean, like Christmas Carol? Like, isn't it Marlo? Uh. Or, or no, it's Mar. Is it Marley? I don't think. That's Bob Mar. It's Bob Marley. That's no, you're thinking of Bob Marley, Bob the Marley. famous singer. Marley, yeah. Reggae. Or no? Oh, yeah. No. 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 <laughs> well, no. 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 Okay. Like, hold a minute. What is, the, what is the name of his... I don't know why I said Paul Marley. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, no, but like, what's the name? You know, like Paul... Yeah, and then he, that is actually by far, like, that scene that is good. really competently shot. Yeah. Like, like, if that was in a horror movie, it would be perfect. It's really weird how yeah. competent those scenes are compared to everything else. Because some of the things that we're skipping over is, like, during these scenes, I don't want to get too technical in this podcast, but, like, I'm a photographer, so I kind of notice these things. It's hard for me not to. And, like, they have a depth of field that makes no sense. Like, basically, it's all filmed as if it should all be in close-ups, where everything else, like, there's one very, very small focal point where there's one thing in focus, and everything else is super blurred out and, like, really, really far away almost like it's it's strange and it's super shaky the whole time and then all of a sudden you get these horror scenes and it's very competent like it's it's not great it's you can tell that it's on a budget but like they have really nice fog like they have a good setup of like the wind chimes and like this little bit of suspense where you don't know what's happening they have good shots of like wind going through and blowing leaves and like then the trees are all shaking and it's really well done like the the trees i don't know how they filmed it they must have gotten it in a really good storm because like the trees the trees are rocking like they do a really good job of like picking the right location and having it really well shot at night like it's well lit despite being at night and you can tell that it's still night like it's not day for night like it's not that weird kind of day for night thing it's well shot and looks really good and then the rest of the movie is just all weird shaky cam when it's close-ups even like it'll be close into somebody but it'll constantly vibrate a little bit like it's somebody that's trying to hold the camera steady i mean because they don't have a tripod somebody with like a home camera running around yeah like they don't have a tripod to put it on like they don't have like some kind of rig for it like it's just somebody holding it so it's always just kind of shaking just a little bit and it's it's so weird to see this scene pretty well done. Like, not yeah. amazing, but more than competent. And then the rest of the movie is just such a disaster. Well, and it's wild. Well, thankfully, that extremely competent shot is followed up immediately by <laughs> the sister friend person uh, coming back over to the house with Robbie, who now knows about a ghost dog, Marlowe. And informing robbie well she's kind of like poking fun at him because he's like trying to hide the ghost dog that's obviously there in very awful way 
Um, and she's, like, making fun of him by telling him that her dad had a nervous breakdown and had to be sent to a mental hospital. And here we are with plot point number two for our earlier cryptid dad. Yeah, cryptid dad is... What? Cryptid dad is there to introduce two plot points. A, that ghosts are real, and B, that if you believe in them, you should be sent to a mental asylum. <laughs> so that's immediately thrown away. Nobody cares about that plot point anymore. Well, they do because they bring up, um, was it Withering Pines? Oh, yeah, they or bring Whispering it up. Pines? He's like, I'm not yeah. going to that <laughs> Like, it's very clearly there's this background of this mental hospital. <laughs> Yeah, they have, like, an actual brochure out for the mental hospital on the table while they're talking about this. And she looks over at it and she goes, oh, yeah, my dad went there. He was there for a long time kind of thing. And then they bring it up again later when, because of the invisible dog. So he's trying to hide the invisible dog from the girl. And she goes, like, what are you doing? I guess that, oh, you're having a nervous breakdown. My dad did, too. He went to the mental asylum. And then he goes, no, it's, it's an invisible dog. It's Marlo. He's a ghost now. And she goes, yeah, right. <laughs> and just yeah, rolls with yeah. it instantly. Like, there's no, like, oh, well, let's have him move something. No, there's no scene like that. They don't bother with that at all. She's just instantly like, yeah, yeah my okay. dad believes in that all that. Sense. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. Perfect sense. Sure. So, so now that they have a poltergeist dog, <laughs> the uh, two kids have decided to solve the crime of Robbie's dad's murder. And we um, get a montage. We get a that montage lasts for one scene, one second, one frame, one frame. Yeah, sorry, I meant one frame. I went, I meant one frame. It starts montage yeah. music, and a book falls, and then it cuts, and you're like, "Wait, what?" Because you expect it to start some kind of montage with the way they set it up, but it, it's just incompetently done. It later on you kind of get it it's their chapters i guess of the movie where they use like the hardy boys knockoff yeah. covers to bring I mean, they in they never different really acts. like realized what they were doing with that they just thought it was clever they yeah tried. they just kind of they tried they tried there's a lot of they tried in this movie yeah. so they kind of throw that in there for like half a second and then it immediately hard cuts again so we get like one second frame of like a, a little bit of a sound and then this book falling and then immediately hard cut to them doing murder mystery solving. So so there's a couple things we didn't mention earlier about our two bumbling idiot crooks, which have not been in the film mm-hmm. now for another like 15 minutes. No, yeah. So one of them, the Rob Schneider character, always chews gum and in every scene they gave him gum to chew so you very much knew he chewed gum and and he sticks it on a fucking tree always right next to their hidden stash which is like a storm shelter that they hide under a bunch of leaves in somebody's random farmyard yes with a with a key well hold on this is important the key is like eight inches long i just i just want to point that out because it's really really weird like it's just jarring so what's really annoying me about this key too is they made a really really big point about getting this key from these crooks so that they could prove that they were stealing things and hiding them in that storm shelter and then it never amounts to anything they just forget about the storm shelter of shit and film everything else in a storage unit they could buy and rent for the weekend. Yeah, the storage shelter, like, it, it comes up. It never happens. Nothing matters. It, yeah, they show it a bunch more times. Like, they keep on showing the importance of the key. And, and then it just We'll, we'll get into some anything. scenes later on that include the key again. But yeah. Well, that's now right that next, because the, no the ghost dog that. steals the key. So the kid can yes. get it. And then... Yeah. Like, it's super important item, but they never even, like, resolve that part of the movie. It's just a thing that happens, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we have a tree that's full of gum. So there's a tree that is yeah. absolutely covered in gum. They've got their storm shelter next to it. And these kids are out wandering the woods trying to solve the mystery. And they come across the crooks again. And the crooks go, should we scare the kids? And they decide, I guess, yeah. yes, no. Like, one of them decides yes, and the other decides no and runs away. And then we get our second chase scene. There's about seven chase scenes so in this film. There's so many chase scenes in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the first one was Marlo getting hit by the car, where he was running faster than their truck, which was pretty yeah. great. Because that lasted for, like, a good minute or so before he gets hit. It, It's not worth mentioning I because mean, it's just bland, but... 
Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It is a little weird. Okay, so anyways, the gum tree is important because the kids realize that the gum tree is probably related to the crooks because Oops. that's where they saw them last. So the, uh, Robbie Uh-oh. decides to collect oh. a bunch of gum from the tree. And then uh, after that, the two kids go to a bunch of convenience stores in the area and start buying up gum from every store so that they can later chew the already chewed full of bark and sticks gum and figure out what flavors they are. Yeah. So that they match. So I, at this point in the movie, um, eventually I told Boykes that I was going to just write cop shit. And yeah. then that would just basically cover all of this part of the movie because it. But there's so much gum. It gets yeah. There's a lot of gum, but it gets there's really. A lot of gum. It gets really bogged down. To give an idea of how this movie is paced, if you remember, the first three minutes of the movie is like dad's dead, dog gets rescued by family, is bad, becomes good, dad's dead again. Cops, <laughs> criminals are there, dog chases criminals, gets hit by car, dog's now dead. That's the first, like, three minutes of the movie. And then now we have a ten-minute scene of them chewing gum to match. There's a lot of gum chewing. So it, so it might be a they... little bit wacky-paced. I think that there's really even money on whether or not this was filmed later and they decided... Oh god, oh god, our film is moving way too fast. We need to stretch it out, as you were thinking. And what they I had to have. Or what I thought, which is well, I mean, it, it's even money. I think it could be either. Where they filmed this part of the movie and then they realized they needed some character arc or something, or like some background to the characters, and they're like, um, well, dog, dad, dead, checklist. Okay, check, check, check. Do that, and good. That's the beginning of the film. There we go. Now they all have motivations. Like, they filmed the motivations in five minutes because, eh, we needed something for the beginning. So we can elaborate on the cop shit, but I think it's more important to say that they met a crackhead at a convenience store, bought a bunch of gum, and then figured out who Dennis Leary and Rob Schneider were. So let's Off move of on. gum. Yeah, that's... So... <laughs> yeah. So let's just move on. Let's move on. So after that, Dennis Leary and Rob Schneider go back to their hideout of a storage unit slash shed in a farm, which is very elegantly decorated with a single lava lamp and a bunch of cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which I thought was great. <laughs> uh, the the kids track them down, the kid- Stranger Things style, on bikes. Uh, and Robbie calls the police with a candy phone that he bought at the convenience store. <laughs> Yeah. A very obviously candy song. It, it, he, yeah, he calls the cops and is having a big conversation with J.J. Yeah. Uh, Jonah Jameson cop on his gum phone. That's just like this big red piece of plastic. It's so good. Isn't the shed just like full of weird knickknacky stuff that they stole? Yeah, and, but like, like how would they know it's stolen goods? They didn't tell them that. Well, but... They have this crime spree, don't they? No, they have a candy phone that has spree in it. That's different. (laughs) God fucking damn it. (laughs) The cops come out, and I wanted to say this movie got cop stuff right. Because the cops go the cops go there and then they come back and they're like, they don't do anything. And the kid goes like, why didn't you do anything? And they go, Well, we need probable cause. Like, we can't... Yeah. You can't just say that they have stolen stuff. Like, we can't search this or anything. We need some kind of evidence. And, like, we need cops to gather it. We can't listen to the word of kids. Like, we don't even know why we drove out there. Like, they, they kind of very clearly are like, no, 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 no. Like, you need, like, a chain of evidence. And you have to watch it. And then we need to find, like, where the stolen goods are. Like, you can't just simply say that these guys did something. And then we search their stuff and arrest them. That's not how this works. And they set all that up really well. I was like, oh, my God. It got something right. Like, this movie did a thing. And then it immediately yeah. goes into bullshit And then again. we're immediately <laughs> reminded that the dad's dead again. Yes. So, now that the dad's still dead, <laughs> the mom, like, creepily goes back to the closet that's well lit like angels. 
and smells his year old uniform clothes that have not been cleaned. Yeah, they just have this weird scene of her like smelling all of his clothes and it's rubbing really them on her. Uncomfortable. <laughs> like it goes on for like twenty minutes of her just rubbing this clothes all over her. On the bed, rolling around. It's really fucking horrible. Weird. Tragic mu- music in the background, like this. This just dark, haunting theme. It's it's really strange for a G movie. So after that, the two goons decide to break into the house to get their key back. That Marlo, the ghost dog, ripped out of oh. his back pocket as he was running away from Robbie, who doesn't know what the key is for. So oh. they break into the kid's house find the room that it's in which is apparently the dad's old study that was left pristine for a year uh and then they steal they steal three things from this house a key which was theirs rightfully owned you could say the kid stole it they stole a uh, pizza coupon for a dollar off at little caesar's and they stole a jar of chocolate sauce yeah the chocolate oh god the chocolate Chocolate jam jam sauce it's in a jam jar yeah so mom leaves that out and they have these obvious masks over their heads but not down over their faces they eventually move it down but it's not really an important scene because nothing happens no, because yeah. like they they set up this whole thing again with the the key and the storm cellar, like where they have yeah. all their stolen stuff. Which doesn't mean and then, anything. Yeah, basically that's the last time we see the key. They steal the key back, and then it's gone, and the storm cellar and the key are never seen again. Goodbye. So after the chocolate jam scene, which is extremely important, we are there's like a revelation that is revealed to us that today is actually the day that Robbie's dad died one year ago. And that's the power of what brought Marlo back to life as a ghost. It, yeah. it was the anniversary of his dad's death. And Marlo's there to help him, even though Marlo died, like, yesterday. <laughs> Fuck, they buried so, that dog so quick. <laughs> it was like But this is, the, this is the most wild scene for me. It's so because weird. Because... They establish that he goes, no, it's it happened on, like, a Monday. And she goes, no, it happened two days. That's when they found oh, your two dad's days before, body. Yeah. And she goes, they actually, he was dead for two days. She explains this in, ex- oh, in excruciating detail. detail to her, like, eight-year-old? To a small child. Yeah. Yeah, to, like, and it's like, wait, what? And for me, I'm like, this kid did not realize his dad was gone for two days and he had no clue. Like, he just didn't realize it at all. His dad was dead down this well for two days and he was like, nope, that seems normal. And then suddenly, okay, this is the anniversary instead. And mom immediately goes, well, we should probably send you to that mental hospital and pulls out the yeah, brochure. Like, legitimately just says, hey, kid, I think you're crazy. Yeah. She says, oh, it'll just be a scouting oh mission. We just need to God. go there. She literally says, this is just a scouting mission. I'm really worried about your mental health. Yeah. We need to go to this asylum, so, like this mental hospital oh where they lock people God. away. And her in like JK... Oh, JK, JK Rowling. Rowling yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> JK Rowling, go on. <laughs> JK Rowling. <laughs> show up to like take this kid away to a mental asylum. <laughs> Because he's been trying to solve the crime of his dad's death. So the kid decides again that they're going to solve the crime of his dad's death. And they decide yeah, they just to, kind of like they decide to sneak into the, the Goonies um, farm shed that they're staying how did they? Okay, how did they even transition that, though? I I'm think they literally just transitioned that. Yeah, I think that it's just like, yeah. oh, we need to take you to the mental asylum. And then he's like out. Yeah, and then he leaves. Playing He's like, I'm going to solve this. <laughs> He's like, no, never mind. I'm just going to solve this and, like, leave. Yeah, and then he that's just, just the end leaves. of that scene. Yeah, there's no resolution. He just goes away. No. And then, yeah, then he's with sister friend again, and they're breaking into the guy's hideout. So they break into the hideout where they're melting, like, jewelry, and they realize that he has his hat. So they're going to steal the hat and record their conversation to try and get evidence that they stole the items that are in there. On a tape recorder that has never been seen before in the entire movie. They just had it. Where, like, it's fine. They just find yeah. it on the floor it's fine. of this 
hideout and he just grabs it and is like, oh no, nope, here, look, we've got a tape recorder. We'll just get them to confess immediately. So, so they're hiding behind a bunch of stack boxes from Goodwill, which have extra costumes that they were using for the movie shoot <laughs> that are just thrown around in the shed for no reason. Um, slightly out of view. Actually, not even out of view. It's literally like straight shot at the door. There's nothing in between. It's just the boxes. Um, and they're not even like in a wall. They're like spread out like columns. It's awful. Uh, as they're hiding behind that, the kids steal some of the clothes from the Goodwill box, get on top of each other's shoulders, get into a trench coat, wear the dad's hat that they've stolen now, and then wiggle their arms around while making spooky noises to scare the guy who's Rob Schneider, who is also scared of cryptids and ghosts for some reason, because he reads comic books, I guess. Where the hat They're going to be pretend to be the ghost of the dad. I think they're just going to get caught. <gasps> yes! They're so I'm right! fucking right! I'm right! I'm right! Fuck. I'm right! I'm totally right! Oh my fucking god! Suck it! <laughs> Suck it! I'm right! It's a trick. I am so fucking mad right now. Oh my god, I'm so fucking mad. Oh, it is a demon! <laughs> Just a trick, Barry! Oh, oh listen, listen, listen. We, we didn't want you to die. See, the only reason that we, we didn't. So. Yeah. So I want this, to this waving, more... wacky, inflatable tube man costume is scaring him <laughs> as the dog, it, the ghost dog, jumping through his chest and stealing his soul. <laughs> yeah, the ghost dog dumps, jumps through his chest at the end of that yeah. and rips his soul out of his body. It's so and he good. collapses to the floor unconscious. Um, but I do want to point out for just a brief second that Rob Schneider lookalike yeah. is actually a really good in this movie. I mean, like he's terrible, okay. but he's appropriately he's good terrible. for cop dog. Like he knows ex yeah. like, he knows exactly what he movies he's in. Like I appreciated him because he elevated all the scenes by just yeah. being so bad. Like he was miserable, and it made it great to watch him. Every single oh scene he was God. in, he overacted to an incredible degree, and I appreciated him for that so much. Because so much of this movie is really bland, but oh, he was just so buck wild in every scene he was in. I mean, <laughs> I agree. Great. Rob Schneider is very typically a fantastic actor and you should see every rob schneider movie oh absolutely yeah highly recommend yeah, all of them. highly recommend every rob schneider film after that uh, obviously their stupid costume falls apart and dennis leary realizes that they're just a bunch of kids stacked on top of each other waving their arms like idiots and i do want to hold, hold yeah, on go ahead. we need there's one thing that we missed and it's really important all right because when they're scaring the guy Marlo briefly appears where the criminals can actually see him. Yeah, how does that work? that, he's been invisible. And when he shows up, he has demon eyes and fangs and snarls. And, like, he's got, like, glowing red eyes. And he's, like, this demon dog, which is amazing. Because they also established earlier in the film. This is something that we didn't mention. Oh, yeah, Cryptid yeah. Dad is in a video call for a very brief moment during cop shit. Where... Cop shit. <laughs> go on, go on. Where he, where he talks about, oh, well, yeah, of course there's a dog. The dog is there and is summoned by the whistle. That makes perfect sense. But whenever you summon him by the whistle, he is torn into this corporeal plane in horrible physical agony. Yeah. <laughs> like, he manifests on this plane and all he wants to do is escape and go away. He literally says that. Like, he's like, oh, no, like, this is agony for him. He doesn't want to be here. Oh, no. This is total pain for him. And we're like, this kid, kid is you just were summoning messing, a demon. You are messing with demons, my friend. That <laughs> dog, dark that dog had to kill a child to come back. You don't understand, <laughs> man. They established that you have to, like, blow the whistle three times in, like, like a specific way yeah. to, like, yeah, like, Beetlejuice. Like, there's this whole demon summoning ritual to the dog. And then it actually turns into a literal demon for a moment <laughs> to scare yeah. this man before it rips his soul out. Yeah, and, which yeah, definitely So we have happened. that yes. for a moment. After that, Dennis Leary goes running after the kids outside. They... Uh, what even... There's, like, so many shots out of focus at the 
I, I don't. What There's even just happened? a really, really clumsy they just chase trip scene? him and then like handcuff him to the well that they're that Robbie's dad died at. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. So what happens is they he trips and he because Marley like jumps at him as he's chasing the girl down with the taser. Yeah, Bob and then they, Marley. The Bob kid Marley had grabbed him. handcuffs from the warehouse because they had. Those? Yeah, the crooks just I'm, had handcuffs. They must have stolen it from the dead dad, handcuffs. right? And so he handcuffs the guy's ankle and then takes the taser and they have the big showdown kind of thing. And for some reason the cops show up because they have mystical powers and know that the kids are in trouble and know exactly where they are um, to service as the end of this film. And they're there five seconds later to arrest this yep. villain. And then Marlo dies. And then we get again. the next scene... <laughs> Uh, that's important yeah. because this kid is a jerk. Oh, he's an <laughs> absolute selfish jerk. jerk. He has to. We talked about how Marley's on this physical plane against its will because it's ripped into existence in agony, and it tries to wander away again, which is a scene that we had earlier yeah, yeah. during cop shit that we don't need to talk the about. The cop shit, yeah. Where he wants to get away and the kid keeps summoning him back and that's why he talks about like oh no he doesn't want to be here and the kid like goes to stop marley from leaving and marley's like whimpering like please let me go yeah and then the kid finally decides like all right fine i guess that i'll let you move on to a happy rest then we get a brief shot where dad pops out from behind a tombstone behind a tree and like waves to the kid but doesn't, like, bother to come over and say hi or nothing. And then we get a couple of shots of, like, half of Dad because Dad could not be bothered to actually be there for a full day of shooting. And it's, like, very obviously different legs and pants and everything. So there's, like, a different actor that's filling in for him. And then just wanders off into the distance and there's Dad. Goodbye, Dad. So obviously they can't end the movie on the Dad's Dead. So... <laughs> Again. I mean, they had so much of so, a movie as the dad said. So, I don't know why they didn't end it there. So the kid leaves the whistle at his dad's gravestone. So the demon dog Marlo will never appear again until somebody randomly finds the whistle and blows it three times. He's going to leave the whistle so nobody calls Marlo ever again to this hellish plane. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see them, like, snap the whistle in half and, like, ghosts fly out all yeah. over the place. Jesus. <laughs> like, lightning come down. And then they have more B-roll of a pumpkin patch party happening at a park nearby where they find some puppies that were not just any puppy. No, no. Remember Girl Dog with Bows? They're Marlo's puppy. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. And then they I get Marlo admit... to the adorable puppy, which is probably a golden retriever and not at all Marlo. It's fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's it's definitely not the two dogs that, that ran off early. Oh, no, no. It's the a dog, different the, dog the puppy altogether. is very different. Yeah, the puppy is very... There's no way that, that puppy is no. from those two dogs. No. Not at all. There's no I, possible I think that way. guy lied to them. I'm like 90%. He's like, oh, we don't know who the father is. Well, it's clearly not Marlo. It can't be Marlo. Uh, so, so they take the adorable puppy. This dog's a whore. Oh my god, you're not wrong. So, okay. That's the end of the movie. We have no idea who the dad is. Cuts the, the credits. Is. We don't know who the dad is, but man, they got a new dog. I have to give them props. I, I just want to give them a brief moment where... Almost everything, besides the storm cellar thing, yeah. basically, like, I said that the gum wouldn't come back because they were too incompetent to have a setup and payoff. Oh, they actually did set that up and paid off. Basically, yeah. everything else was set up and paid yeah. off. Like, they had, like, the gum was set up and paid off. Mm -hmm. The Like, even though it was, like, a five-second scene, like, him chasing after the dog with bow ties was set up and paid off. Yeah. Most of that stuff actually had payoff, but... Yeah, the storm cellar was a very weird oversight. That was completely pointless. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I have two quick facts before we get to our rating at the end of our uh, rough cuts here. So, Billy Unger is the name of the kid who played Robbie in this film. Uh, he is also in Crank 2 and National Treasure 2. What? In case you were curious. I didn't do any of this research. So you did this while I was uh, away. And Kuma is the name of the dog who plays Marlo. And Kuma uh -huh. is actually a uh, fairly prolific 
TV movie dog who is in a bunch of different movies, like an American Crime, the movie Wrong, Dog with a Blog, also <laughs> in a bunch of McBride detective shows, which is probably where they got Marlowe. Why did they need to do Dog with a Blog? Why couldn't dog it just be Dog Blog? The dog Why blog. couldn't it just be Dog Blog? Like, that's way Bob better. Blah, 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 dog blog. blog. <laughs> uh, they also had mutton stuff, and more importantly, and this is what I wanted to point out, they're... That dog, Kuma, is also in a movie called Pups United, which main character dog is voiced by Rob Schneider. And that, that wraps what? the whole fucking thing There's a around. Schneiderverse! There's a, There's Rob... a Schneiderverse! So this movie, Cop Dog, and that dog, Kuma, is part of the Rob Schneider dogverse. Oh, wow. All right, well, there we go. We have we have to watch the whole Schneiderverse now. <laughs> so, so there's two dogs in this movie that we actually are introduced to there's marlo and marlo 2 which is an adorable puppy i'm just gonna need you to stop for a second because i have a joke to make go ahead into the schneiderverse into the schneiderverse how many schneiders are there do you think there's a noir schneider a dog schneider there's definitely a dog schneider there's there's been a movie where schneider's been a dog you have that had to like there's gotta be a a movie with a dog schneider yeah there's gotta be a dog schneider there's like that's obviously the 75 adam sandler movie schneiders which are all the same Schneider, because they don't actually write a character. <laughs> they just have them be fucking Rob Schneider. Well, that's why it's the Schneiderverse. Yeah, Jesus. Rob Schneider is the center of the Schneiderverse, The friend. Schneiderverse. He doesn't need to be anything else. So, so we, have, we have two dogs we need to rate. Marlo. How do you rate Marlo in this movie? How adorable was this dog in this demonic ghost cop drama gum-chewing film? I will give Marlo a 10 out of 10 for adorableness. This dog is cute as heck. But a one out of ten for being a damn snitch and finding the kid immediately, <laughs> when 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 he like ripped up the couch and immediately punished the kid for it instead by yeah, like finding yeah. him. This dog is a cop and I don't appreciate that the title is appropriate and that's not okay. I I give Marlo an eleven out of ten for being a really good actor and a one out of ten for being an absolute snitch. Marlo too, the adorable puppy which has been untainted by the hand of snitching on small children. How do you rate Marlo 2? Oh yeah, Marlo 2 is definitely an 11 out of 10. Marlo 2 is perfect. I'd say yeah, it's, no, no, no. I'd say 11 out of 10 as well there. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Marlo 2 is the most adorable thing ever. So are we going to rate the film? Uh, no. 